The following views and opinions expressed on Joy Has Questions podcast are not to be confused and or affiliated with any other corporations, companies, businesses, LLCs, and any other acronym that you can possibly think of. Basically, these are my own opinions on my own platform. And now everybody, let's get on with the show. Hey, good people. It's your girl Joy Has Questions, dropping some new fire for you all to listen to for the week. Starting with, you guessed it, you better know. Two words, oh nay, judge. While the world is losing it to the grossly, I should say, embellished Madam C.J. Walker biopic on Netflix, I stumbled upon this queen story. And when I tell you, like, George Washington can literally rotisserie style spin in hell for all I care. Like him and his raggedy ass wife, their whole family trash. Um, Looking at this young woman, everything that she had to overcome. I know for a fact no one has ever heard of her because I literally just found out of her. Like I need this story as a movie. Basically, this woman was within the household of George Washington and ran away to freedom. She was one of the president's slaves and for over damn near a decade, they tried to get her to come back. With the, I guess the the carrot at the end of the stick that they were going to eventually emancipate her. Excuse me? So this all began basically, um, she was born in 1773 at Mount Vernon, the estate of George Washington and his family. Her mother, Betty, was a mulatto, um, and her father was an English tailor working as an indentured servant at Mount Vernon. So at the end of the day, her dad was also possibly responsible for Washington's military uniform. So even though she was predominantly white, she was born into slavery under the premise of partis sequitur ventrium, which basically was saying like, if you had one drop of any Negro in you, girl, you are black. She lived within that household, personally serving as a slave. Um, At first, she was likely a playmate for Martha Washington's granddaughter, Nellie Custis. And then from there, she was to be like a lady in waiting. Now, here's the thing. None of this seems crazy in the sense of if this would have been Downton Abbey, you know, and she is a maid or a house servant, you know, for the ladies of the home. Fine. I get that. That's your job. But there's a difference between your fucking job and being a slave, which is always the problem. So basically when George Washington, a little thing known as the American Revolution happens, and then from there, she travels with the family to Philadelphia. Now, a lot of people don't realize originally the nation's capital was New York. Then it went to Philadelphia for 10 years as the actual capital was being built out across the Potomac, which was to become Washington, D.C., which is now, as we all know, our nation's capital. Here's the thing, though. Living in Philadelphia, uh, there was, uh, in 1780, the Gradual Abolition Act of Pennsylvania. Long story short, if you lived within Pennsylvania for six months or more, your slaves could basically claim that they now needed to be freed. It was actually within the laws. I cannot make this shit up. The Washingtons, being advised by different, um, attorney generals such as 
Edmund Randolph, who had been an officer of the executive branch, he lost his personal slaves after his family established a six-month residency and the slaves claimed their freedom. So Randolph, being the, you know, the good Caucasian friend that he is, went to Washington and was like, hey, my guy, look, if y'all stay here for six months or longer, your slaves are going to be able to argue that they should be freed and they're going to get it. Washington then used to literally shuffle his slaves, which was also illegal, but him and his raggedy ass wife used to shuffle his slaves. So as soon as they would, literally sometimes up to two days, when they would get close to having to to be established for six months, they would send them like to another state so that the law wouldn't basically apply to them. Washington in his own private memoir saying like, he didn't understand why the law would even be an issue for him seeing how he was only temporarily there because the Capitol was being built out. This woman basically decided to run away once she found out that she was going to be bequeathed as a wedding gift. Most people get China, cash bar if you just want the, you know, the money. Oh no, the Washingtons, we're, you know, so classy. We're giving other human beings as wedding presents was going to give One to her granddaughter. And One realized that Nellie had a horrible-ass temper and did not want to live in that woman's household. So she was like, I'm not living with that crazy bitch. And she ran away. For the next decade, the Washingtons tried to get her to come back. So much so that his raggedy, I cannot, like, this story blows my mind. Like, mind you, When she was basically trying to, you know, establish a new life, this woman got married, had a whole ass newborn. George Washington's nephew came to where she was then living in New Hampshire and tried to persuade her to come back to the family. When she told him that he can go kick rocks and that she was not going to be doing it, he then also tried to kidnap her. There is just no amount of, of shock that I can have anymore in terms of the history of this country and the founding fathers. I thought Thomas Jefferson took the cake, but oh no, girl. Oh no. Washington is right up there with him. One basically never went back and she died a free woman as she should. We all know the legacy of George Washington. He is revered as the founding father of this country. Martha Washington is revered as the founding mother. And they both can sit and spin or take a long walk on a short pier as far as I'm concerned. I want the movie and salute to this queen for having the courage. I don't even know what it's like to try and live a life and build a life with that type of of pressure hanging over your head. She wasn't running away from just any Caucasian. This was the first president, the richest, most powerful and respected white man in this newly formed country. And she was literally being a a red mark on his white shirt, if you will, of freedom and liberty because she ran away. Salute to her, and I hope that we all can find a little bit of courage and a little bit of strength like Ancestor One Judge. And now, to the rest of the show. Alrighty, everybody. It's your girl Joy has questions, and we are here with the amazing CEO of Rework Training. Let me get... Valencia, because you know I sound like Barney right now. Let's do this again. 
Hey everybody, it's your girl Joy Has Questions, and I am here with the amazing Shelton Banks, CEO of Rework Training. Hello, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Amazing. That's a that's an adjective for you. I appreciate it. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm all about, you know, positive information, yeah. black excellence. You check those boxes. It. I appreciate it, man. Michael approves, clearly no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so just in terms of looking at your brand, I've seen you at different Facebook, like just all over the city and I hear you come up with like different civic leaders. Everyone's like, have you heard of Shelton? You know, he's just, <laughs> he's really changing the game. So I'm like, what is it about your business that has like literally the city like just going up and wanting to partner with you? Like, what do you think it is that just makes everyone go like, I need to know who he is? Man, we're trying to be really disruptive. We're trying to just change the way the game looks for people of color. And uh, we're doing it differently, I think. You know, a lot of people have come up with some of the same ideas and we have a different approach around uh, fixing the problem. At least I feel like we have a different approach around fixing the problem when it comes to diversity in tech. And uh, we want to do it for everybody. And so, yeah, I think that's... And, and, you know, for me, I've had my head down for the last year and just kind of been humping and not really worrying about... It's funny because you're like, oh, man, the brand, I've been had my head down for the last year and I've just been really focused on helping others. And so I think that's kind of slowly just being uh, projected in the air where people are like, man, this dude is really about helping others and trying to change the game. Right. And that definitely does show. Like, you can tell the person that comes in for, like, the photo op, <laughs> the team surrounding them. You get, like, two pictures. They throw out some turkeys and then they dip. You yep. know, and the community is still disenfranchised. So, with you, like, everyone can tell, like, you're putting in the work. You're being very active. Even some of the events I saw you at was more so like learning events about how like to optimize or use different, you know, um, tech platforms to really yeah. help expand our businesses. So definitely like he about that life, y'all. He's and, about that life. And in other words, I got big shoes to fill. I feel like, you know, I'm still a rookie in the game and I'm like, I look at all the people. So I think when I met you originally, it was at an event at... Uh, Kenwood, and you were oh, like, like you see, yes, right? I that. Uh -huh. And like everybody that I remember, I met uh, Brittany Applegate, I met a couple other people there. Shout out to my girl. I know, right? And it's like, I got big shoes to fill. Like, y'all had like these voices, and y'all was like on it, and I was just like, I gotta be like them. And so I'm like playing catch up in a game in some aspects, you know? You know what? Eagles fly together. So yeah. it's all about, you know, <laughs> right? Like, network. I'm like, I'm fine with everyone pulling up in a Benz. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Like, we all can eat. We all can eat. I think that's actually, though, and that wasn't even the next thing or a train of thought, but you actually bring up a really good point is I feel like the tide, and tell me if you agree or disagree, but I feel like for me the tide is changing mm -hmm. um, in terms of how, like, networking is done, right? I know there was a time I, I used to feel like if I didn't check, if I didn't have, you know, the grandfather that put the cornerstone in Morehouse, if I didn't have, like, this black pedigree, mm. it was almost like it was difficult for me to get into certain doors um, within Black Chicago specifically to network. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, I found, like, they were the gatekeepers because they were, like, the only one or maybe the only two with the title in these really predominantly, you know, white professional spaces. And now I just feel like, hey, if I want to call you, I could just hit you up on LinkedIn and be like, oh, I'm doing this. Or if I want to reach out to Tiana Clark, or if I want to reach out, yeah. like you said, to a Brittany Applegate or whoever, a Farron, I can just do it. Yeah. And, you know, we can actually make magic and, and collaborate. Yeah. Has that been like your experience or what has been your experience in terms of like, tapping into those who are more established than yourself yeah it's funny that you say that so it really depends i feel like on on the person's like 
generational influence. I feel like when I tap into like the old guard, so to speak, like it, it is a little bit more pulling teeth just because they kind of want to, they want to do it their way. And I got to take the the kind of listening approach of just like, I'm be present in the room, not really going to express that me on my ideas, but I'm going to learn from you and kind of understand. And then for the, you know, the Brittany Applegates and the Michelle Besses of the world, I think it's easier just because they kind of understand the struggle of kind of navigating both places of being, you know, of almost carrying the weight of this older generation that's saying we want to pass you the torch and the younger generation that's just like we want to change and forget that torch in some in some cases right? right so it just really depends i guess on who i'm trying to reach i feel like I, I am getting to the point where even with the older guard i'm just kind of like look this is what i'm doing and like Okay, so when we're doing the lower third, I need an arrow to go into that comment. That was it. I'm <laughs> getting to the point of either you with it or you, you not. With it or you like, not. You with it or you not. And I kind of feel like that is probably the biggest shift in my career of like so many people in my like life growing up that I wanted to either make proud or just like wanted their affirmation. And I kind of ignored my generation's affirmation towards me that... And I ain't got the I ain't got the affirmation from the older generation. It's just like they not giving it, you know. Even my my you know my family, it's not like a good job. They just like, oh, I saw you on the news. Yeah, and right? I'm like, so can I get a head nod? Can I get the corner piece of mac and cheese? Like, what something. have I earned? That I think that though is. It's a sad reality. I really do feel like, you know, hopefully we are changing those generational curses or just that mentality. I won't even call it a generational curse. Just the mentality of when we look at the spectrum of blackness, when we look at the spectrum of what professionalism looks like, like me showing up, you know, in a, a dress suit and I got like a graphic tee under it yeah. doesn't mean I'm less than the person that just came in like with a three piece suit. I can be an engineer in Jace. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I yeah, can, 100%. I don't, I don't have to, you know, do these formalities necessary and respecting the fact that like, if that's what you had to do in your time, I completely respect it. And thank you for putting up with that to pave that way. But you know, Helping me without the judgment or telling me that I have to change. Yeah, I think 100%. that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, 100%. Because I'm done with that. Like, for, for me, it's just like the standard of success can look, you know, you success looks different. And like you don't have to dress business to be to be successful. Mm -hmm. You could dress casual and be successful. I'm not going to play the whole business casual game because I really don't know what that is. Uh, you could do the either or. And so like, you know, but success looks different. And so like being exactly. okay with that is just kind of the name of the game. So you did like bring up your family, right? Because everyone, I think when we interview, we love talking about like the professional side and, you know, without being invasive. So like yeah. was your upbringing something that either through their support or maybe you felt like, man, everyone's going in kind of like the same repetitive role. Let me like figure out what this path looks like. Like what was your upbringing like that kind of brought you to the space you're oh, in? Oh, man, I was like constantly going against the grain. It's funny. So my grandfather just passed away like two weeks ago. Oh, my condolences. Thank you. Yeah. And it's interesting because like before him passing away, I always looked at him as like the antagonist in my story. Like He was just like the person was like, you can't do it. You're not going to do it. It. and you know just did some research on him he was in the military served in the military he was a vet and so you know and my my parents you know my dad wasn't in my life and so he did the best he could raising me as like 
a person born in the 1930s, right? Yeah. And his parents and grandparents were no doubt slaves. And so just like he seen like Jim Crow, he saw segregation, he saw like all of that. And he did the, he did the best that he could raise me. But like growing up, it didn't look like that. It was just like this dude is just constantly telling me like, go to school and you got to do it this way and you got to do like how I want you to do it. And I was just constantly like, nah, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I can't come back to this house until I prove you wrong. And so that kind of drove me to always like, I'm going to make it into something. I don't know what I'm going to make right. it into, but I can't come back and, her, and him be like, I told you so. Like, I just never wanted him to say I told you so. That was, okay. So for me, it was my mama. Yeah. So um, I, I did have both my parents, but I remember my father, it was ironic enough. I always felt like at a certain place when I got to my 20s, right, looking at my parents, I was just like, how is it my father is like born in the 30s, yeah. but he seems like the more free spirit or just like, you know, work hard, get your priorities in order, but like yeah. figure out, like all he always used to say, be your own person. Yeah. Whereas my mother, um, she was, how do I put this? more conservative in her in her life and yeah. it definitely had like its benefits i will put it this way i know i'm an excellent public speaker yeah. because of like some <laughs> of my upbringing but at the same time like i remember at one point sitting back and looking i think it's the shift when you are in adulthood mm. and you stop looking at that person more so as the parent that told you no and you really start to look at them more as like this is a human being yep imperfect Definitely wasn't trying to be mommy dearest or, you know, like the, the me, Eddie Kane's daddy from the five heartbeats. So yep. I was like, really? You just going tell him you don't even care for you go saying, you know, it's, it is that mentality of like, they do the best they can. The best I think can. we get more empathetic as we get older. A hundred percent. You kind of understand the why behind like what they, what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Right. I think comparatively to, you know, I'm an eighties baby and I'm, but, you know, we fall in a millennial category, Yeah, but I am not like a millennial in the sense that, you know, I kind of carry that Gen X spirit where my parents were just like, you about to work hard. And so, like, I just come with my head down and I'm like, this is the way. So, it's almost a blend where I work hard in the sense of, like, this is the way it is and always has been from a millennial side. But then I bring that, you know, well, Gen X side, but then I bring that millennial attitude where I say, like, yeah, but I'm about to change it. Yeah. Because I remember I told my family, I was like, look, I've given, when I completely was like, I'm going entrepreneur side, I'm done with corporate America. Yeah. I can't keep doing that, that Bojangle soft yeah. shoe. And I remember I told them, I was like, if this is my early life to midlife crisis, so be it. I've given you 10 years of, of corporate me, success. Like, That's what's up. Congrats to you for making a jump. Right. I was like, yeah. I, look, I make this joke all the time. Like, I know, like, certain people different. I'm like, look, Jesus could jump off the crowd. Like, I'm never going, like, yeah, it's a wrap. Been, but yeah, I think that's something for me that um, it's it's always just been, like, interesting when you come on the other side of it. Mm. So, like, growing from that and taking those personal experiences um, on the onset of your career when you were trying to figure it out, did you look up and say, oh, this is, you know, the lane I can see for myself in terms of being a, a corporate disruptor or how did you like start to slowly stack that experience? Oh man, this lane found me. So I think that uh, initially I was okay with like the corporate environment. And again, just like based on my upbringing, like me getting to the corporate environment. So I, I, I dropped out of high school. Really? Yeah, dropped out of high school. Uh -huh. All right, dropped out of high school, didn't go to college. Uh single parent household raised me so statistically it looks like all the odds that are against me so like for me to get into a corporate environment in the first place was just kind of like i'm gonna give myself a pat on the back i'm straight 
Um, and eventually somebody, so this whole CEO position, somebody came knocking on my door just from the work that they're like, man, dude, you, you beat the odds. We want you to be the example to do that for other people. And also I think it's amazing. A lot of these companies are even like Google, Starbucks, Facebook. A lot of them are even getting rid of like this collegiate mandate because (laughs) my dad's like, look, common sense is not common to everyone. And I know you can even attest to this. We have probably sat in rooms with people that are degreed up, got yep. every type of this, that, and the third certificate. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, why? <laughs> How did that all make sense? All of that money. All that money got Wasted. you nothing, all right? Um, so, yeah, I think it is very important to always, and this is even something I tell like my kids in the GLT series, yep. like, it is not that I feel you have to use college or it's like this one size fit all. You just have to have a plan. Yep. I don't care. Like what you're not going to do is just leave, you know, this, this environment of CPS. And now you just sitting here like spinning around like Julie Andrews from the sound of music. Yep. Like you have to have <laughs> a plan in place. Yep. And I think that's something like you clearly reflected that. Yep. And that, that's why I said, you know, success looks different. I think, you know, a lot of times, and I'm not going to just harp on this education thing, but like, let's say you don't go to college. Is that to say you're not educated? Right. Yes. Like, yeah, so that's a tough statement to make. And I started to see more, now that I'm here, I see more CEOs that don't have college degrees. They don't tell that story like that. You know, they just make people think otherwise. Because they like, hire the people that do have the degrees. Smart people, Elon Musk is the like, money, no, I right? have Diddy even says that. He was like, I pay people to do the work for me. Yep. That is literally so I can be happy and enjoy my that's life. That's the name of the game, right? And so teaching others how to do that, that's, my, that's the name of my game now. So how do you balance? Because, of course, like, I'm pretty sure that I have honestly found when I changed my stuff to CEO yeah. on LinkedIn, I was like, okay, I'm like, saying, stop going up. Look, he'd be hitting you up. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we would love to partner and connect. I'm like, see, when I was just yeah. over here, I was a, a cra- a dropping a bucket. But how do you handle the pressure of being, like, CEO, knowing that you are the ultimate brand representative for re- I'm going to get this Reed right if it can. R, R, you know what makes Reed, me so R. upset? I just spent 9000 on braces. So this nah, should be perfection. Be <laughs> like, I got to have a conversation with Dr. Wong. Like, I need to talk. Okay, but no, how do you handle being the CEO of your company, you know, and being that representative and not letting the pressure, like, get to you? Man, just process. I feel like what corporate America taught me really, really well, especially in the tech industry, mm-hmm. is to always have a process. And I kind of feel like as long as I stick to my process, I don't feel the pressure, so to speak. And in the other pieces I mentioned, like, I feel that a lot of the pressure early on was put on myself to seek others' approval. And now that I've kind of just come to grips with just learning and figuring out my narrative and being okay with my story of being a kid from 130, black man from 130 Michigan with no college degree, high school. That's Roseland. Woo! Roseland. Notice how that is pronounced correctly than the, what was that, Beats movie on Netflix? I'm like, Roseland? Who says that? Yeah, (laughs) right? So... And being comfortable with that, it, it, it alleviates some of the pressure. Okay. Yeah, it alleviates some of the pressure. No, that's amazing. So I think even when you look at the fact that clearly as a CEO, you have this, you know, very fast growing company, yeah. more and more people want to interview you and, you know, want to hear about what it is that you're doing, but you have to have a team. So, you know, how appreciative are you or how, you know, important is it for you to make sure that when you are you know, trying to connect with someone who wants to join that you really, really have them like locked and loaded and ready to oh, go. Oh man, that's just like invaluable. Like my team, I, I wouldn't be here without my team. Like I feel like they they lift as much 
sometimes more of the load than I do at times, right? I feel like you can't do it by yourself. You know, I'm not single man show, and I single man single woman show because my team like I got two very powerful women that work with me, yeah, and they are like. And it's funny because, like, in, in this space, I feel like it was more guys doing that thing. I feel like, you know, yourself included. I'm like, it's powerful women everywhere in this joint, right? And so, like, yeah, it's it's 100% detrimental to have a team that not only believes in you but understands your why and kind of understands the culture of the company. It's important for me to set the tone in the why of the company, but right. they got to be able to believe it. And they do. I mean, they I see it every day, and we have conversations every day around the topics. Like, we're talking now about, you know, just diversity and inclusivity and in the tech space and making it and telling your story and feeling comfortable with it and they're there and they're everything. Shout out to Ashley and Honey. I gotta give them a shout out. I was about out. to say, I was like, we need Ashley the names for this. Honey. Like they over here yeah, killing it. Like Ashley we need to know who Honey. they are. Um, but no, that's phenomenal. I think that's something that you know, when you you see people that have these public personas, they're always like, you know, I'm this way because of the woman, but you know, I'm I'm Barack because of Michelle, I'm Jay because of you, or vice versa, right? Yeah. You know. But also in a work environment, you've got to have your team together. Have your team together, man. And I, a lot of times, like, I'm a sucker for TV One Unsung. Don't judge me. But I be like, like, see, your team wasn't right. You was on the verge of being the next Bobby Brown, and you blew it. Like, so it is really <laughs> sorry. It is a really important aspect to like have together. Gotcha. Um, so you said, literally, y'all, he walked in and was just like, yo, my day was good. You know, I made all these great connections. I was like, yes, black excellence. But that even leads to, like, another question then in terms of how do you gauge if this person, if this entity or whatever is worth dealing with? Because we all know not all money is good money. Like, you could do a dance with the devil if you wanted to. So how do you, like, determine, like, you know, we're going to move in this direction or align ourselves with these companies versus who you don't? Yeah, people or company wise, like, well, yeah, because because engagement. We're gonna person. do. We're gonna start off on the company level, but I feel yeah. that kind of even like some of those principles go over into like actual people. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, so I get I get companies often that they reach out and I always ask. So I know what ROI is right, diversified tech, and we have like the vision on how to get there. And so whenever a company reaches out, typically I'm like, how did you hear about us? And they usually say like, oh, you're doing good work. Heard you are able to provide diverse candidates. We want diverse candidates. And I always ask why. I just just like put them on the spot. And they sometimes have an answer, sometimes don't. Then I turn around and say, like, how do you fix the diversity in tech problem? I ask, like, really? Like, I get rid of the BS. Like, you're not about to run game on me. And say, right, like, oh, so we can get on. our one black in here. So, yeah. but like, we need the one Mexican vote. Like, oh. we, we got to bring them in. No, we ain't doing that. And best believe I've checked the website and looked at all the pictures. And I'm like, so basically, like you just said, you about to use my token person as, like, Instead of doing a job, they're going to get pulled for every photo op for the company's exactly. website. Like, we're and not then give them hell on day to day. We're but... not going to play that game. And so, like, that, that I, I make sure to get buy-in from the companies that we work with. And it's companies that we don't work with, actually. So, it's companies that have reached out to us. We tried working with them, and they just created this toxic environment. You can tell that they just check in a box. And, like, I'm not to the point yet of, like, publicly just, like, you know, put people on notice. Fingers flying. But, but, but we, we, you know, give me a couple more checks in the bank. We, we get into that point. Like, that is the goal, <laughs> like, of being a brand. That, like, you know, we create a list of companies that work with us, and then we have grayed out the companies that don't. And if you want to ask a why. BBB yeah, of diversity a diver- bro, would actually, it. is that is one of the That's most accountability. dangerous 
that's okay, accountability. Now. Like, I, I, and I'm for it. Like, you know, again, like I can't, I can't burn as many bridges as I want yet, but it's coming. I can't wait till you on your it's Angela coming. Bassett and walk like with the the match in the car and then hit it with the hand and just walk off like I told y'all yep. to stop playing with walk me. Walk around with the gasoline can. Exactly. It's just like, you know? And not to say like I'm not going to be vengeful about it say a person, you know, a company can never get back in the good graces of like diversity, but, you know, accountability is a thing. Transparency is a thing. Like, Definitely. Yep. I find, um, I keep hearing D and I. Everyone loves a good. We're all about D and I, and about today we had a great conversation. And I'm just like, I have seen some of the most divisive people oh, on the day to days. I'm like, the people that you reward are the ones you need to be firing. They're making the entire office toxic as all get out. But you know, those are the things that I find a lot of times. Like you have to be brave to speak up and yeah. speak out against because when you do that. You at times can be putting a target on your back, you know. So it's 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 always a chess game. It's always a okay. How do I position this piece? Can I afford to do it? Um, and it, it can be something where it's like, "Ooh, child, let me just walk away from the computer, take a ten, read a passage, come back, and then just you know get back to it." Man, then I, I'm, I'm I don't want to say this, but then I gotta I feel like I gotta. Also, say it, I right? am a limited liability coming to don't <laughs> like we okay. okay We're right. not doing conglomerate cease and desist over here. Okay. No. I, I, so I, I'll be blanketed about this. I feel like DNI. I'm not gonna say it's a joke. It's a, it's a very concerted effort to try to address the problem. It's a trend. It's a trend, and it's not effective. Not right now. Because it's one sided inclusivity. Yeah, not only that, but I feel like. If if you if somebody's harassing you and making you feel some type of way about work, as the person that's the victim, you have to almost go to the harasser and say, "Can you help me protect me against you because you're harassing me?" Mm-hmm. Right? And a lot of the problems that get sorted out in these DNI meetings, that's they get sorted out there and they also stay there. Like nothing, nothing trickles up or down from them. And, and you know, it's it's a great start, but we got work to do. I mean, it's it's a long road. Like a- when we talk about statistics, I, I am no, I'm excited whenever I hear of a first from the fact of yes, Queen or yes, King. Thank you for breaking that boundary. I am no longer excited when I hear though a first, yeah. <laughs> because what that means is that your company was so stagnant and so okay with having a culture that was overlooking talented people from different diverse backgrounds that it took you a, to a new millennium whatever to finally get here and you don't get a cookie for that for finally getting up to the game um and i find it just amazing we we can mold data we can find dashboard see for four days straight at 336 two soccer moms from bolingbrook logged on so that means if you give this much more spin you will get this much more read we can find the nuances in whatever we want but when someone asks you to see a pattern as to why has there only been one black woman working here for four years in this role well we're we're trying man you know i'm like well then you're not trying hard enough but that's why more reworks need to exist just because like there's a level of diplomacy that exists I mean, definitely that, get your props because you know, i'm like you're the first one i saw but i get to call that out right mm-hmm. you working at a company yes a lot of times you you're scared to call that moment out and really sell them how you really feel and i get to take your frustration and take it to the executive team and vent because I'm not worried about them firing me. Like, right. like, 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 it's, oh my goodness. Well, I literally just said, I'm like, LinkedIn has, I said this today, I was like, 
LinkedIn has become so much more fun since I stopped lying on it. Yeah, since right. I stopped having to be like, guys, today I didn't like knowing good well. It, it's self. not all sweet. Now I'm like, I'm in my PJs working from home. Let me tell you the real. Uh, and everyone, everyone, everyone literally emails me, girl, thank you for, for saying, saying it. it. Right, the voice. And it's, it's a shame that like, I know in different who is the black unicorns and their cups are who is the representatives. And it's like, but then to me, the biggest, and in, not intel, but what saddens me the most about this quote unquote DNI journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to blow up nobody's spot because I love my friends, but oh, it's no. like, they still all text me about the strain and the stress. And I'm doing this because I know it's a part of the corporate game, but it's annoying me because I know it's not the real of what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm dealing with what's under the rug. Yep. But standing over it, like, it's great. It's amazing. Not only that, but then you got your internal battles you're dealing with. So you like talking to yourself and it the 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 micro invalidation that happens from dealing with it diminishes yourself. And then before you know it, you go into a psychiatrist talking about PTSD because you. I'm went being paid to go to therapy about it's the job true. that is making uh, me need like, therapy. On, if that like, is not insane, come on. I know for me, whenever I'm in a corporate, if I get to a point because I have several playlists, yeah. Um, <laughs> whenever I get to no metal bracelets, which is a common way of saying no handcuffs, if I get to that playlist, that means it's time for me to start hitting it with a good. Let me look at some other options, Man. because I remember being in the last in certain spaces I was in, and I just it's not healthy to start your day off with G Herbo rolling like. <laughs> Just ease into yeah, it, you know. Make it a. It. Oh, yeah, you started I'm it. I'm starting huh? it like, oh, on a. Man. I wish somebody Ugh. would like. That's just it's too much. And once you get there, it's like, man, what do you do? Because you we do? all know HR protects the company, and the second you do, you better have an ironclad case, or you now have just marked yourself for further harassment or further, you know, stress, yep. and now being pushed out of a situation. All right, DNA ain't saving you then. Right? Can, can like, I reach out to the ERG? No. Wait. Oh, wait. No, y'all. It's it's busy season for you all now. Got it. Man. But it's shifting it because I'm like, we could talk about that literally all day. Oh. So you are a husband. You are a girl dad. I you love are, my girls. Let's see. Let's see. You're all of that. How is it that you balance like the response? And do you try and like, as they say, like keep church and stay separate? Are we just like the same principles that make you a great CEO is what you take into like your home? How does that work? Oh man, it's a harmony. Uh, it's no such thing as balance. Like my family is fully supportive of what I do. I'm fully supportive of what they do. My daughter, so I got a 13 year old. She, she knows Salesforce and I, how work and like she has a worker's permit so I can teach her yes! and like, yeah, like stuff like that. Um, and then like the, the two bleed over into each other. I think there are issues at times that I have at work mm-hmm. that I also have at home, like communication. And sometimes if I find a solution for one, then it usually bleeds over. Like, you know, we can get in, me and my wife can get into a disagreement. And I'm like, what's going on here? I'm always right. I'm not always right. And so at work, it's like, oh, something's not working. I'm probably not right. Let me, you know. And so like the, the two bleed over to each other at the time and i think that's how i like it like i think i like the whole you got to be your whole self how can you not be your whole self if you can't bring being a husband and being a, a girl dead to work you know you got to be a whole self and so they they work together i think that's i mean uh, there's no right or wrong answer i'm like oh, good answer <laughs> like you can't in in any aspect i've never no human being is capable of being like i can completely 
you know, take all of my biases, my, my leanings, my tendencies or whatever, and just shut it off a hundred percent. Because if that was the case, we would be robots. Right. Yep. So, um, you can try your best to compartmentalize, but sometimes it's like, it's actually more harmonious to be like, yo, let's just make this work together. So you got to. Definitely. And that's amazing that you're able to, you know, again, change that narrative and show your family, like through your example, like, yo, this is how we can move. This is how we can, you know, better ourselves. Um, Because look, from the coronavirus to hot Cheeto curl, you know, can't count from from five to one without getting confused. It's like, look, there's enough going on. We need to really have it together. But, um, so, okay, let me ask you this then. In terms of the whole girl dad, do you ever find yourself like... And it's just naturally, it's the society we live in, like, kind of, like, trying to not go into the habit of, like, say, for instance, if you had a son, mm. maybe what your advice would be or how, like, the treatment. You know, like, sometimes it's like, well, if my son did it, I'd be cool. Well, what if your daughter did it? No, she can't do that. Do you, like, make any lines of demarcations with your daughters or you're like, nah? No, nah, like, okay, go cool. do it. Yeah, go do what you want to do. Okay. You know, go do what you want to do. My, my thing, you know, just as a dad, I'm just like, you know. I got to give him the game so I, you know, no knucklehead like me growing up. Like, you know, I got to make sure she ain't going to get got. But, like, yeah, I want her to be, like, on her game like a boss. I want her to be a boss. Like, she don't need no dude. And it's funny because it, it little, you know, 13-year-old dudes be showing up and trying to knock on her door. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah, right? They are bold. They bold, right? You like right? 7 feet 14. Who the hell? <laughs> they just showing up and to I'm, your house. I'm cool with it. I'm cool oh, okay. with it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. You want to do? Smooth you know? talking, right? Yeah. I think that's, okay, so one of my favorite shows is A Different World. <laughs> and obviously, Whitley was my, my spirit animal. <laughs> like, oh, the bomb. <laughs> so I remember it was like one time she was talking to Dwayne. And so he was like, Whitley, like, what type of guy do you want? Yeah. And she goes, you know. I want him to be enterprising and ambitious. You know, she names all these amazing qualities. And then Dwayne goes, so you don't care if he's not rich? And she's like, man, I thought you knew me better than that. And he was like, I'm just saying. Like, he's confused. And she goes, that type of man ain't never poor. And I was like, and there is the whole lesson of the episode. Turn the TV off. Exactly. Like, drop the mic and walk away. When you have those type of intrinsic characters to be a gold digger, not a gold digger, and that can go, men or women can do that, right? Um, You can be a sugar mama just as much as you can be a sugar daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) That was a laugh. (laughs) Oh, those days. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But no, it's like when when you have like when you have seen those or have those examples, yeah. right? When you're enterprising, when you're focused, when you really are about securing yourself before you jump into something, yep. you set yourself up for amazing success. Yep, hundred percent. So like she knows that, and I'm whatever she wants, whatever success looks like for her, I'm down for it. That's amazing. Yep. So okay, so even in terms of like just rapping, like what do you do? And it's like, yo, I love my job. I love being you know the leader of this team, but I'm over here just trying to like kick it and chill. How do you unwind? Like what like makes you like yes, this is me and my best. Yeah, man, I think I'm slowly becoming an introvert. I, I just found like moments of of loneliness just like okay, all right. And so, you know, man, I, I read a book. I start to pick up books and just like let me pick up this book and read. I'm a chess player, so I'll be on my phone with my guys online playing chess. But I feel like, the, and then my girls, okay. man, me and the girls be sitting watching Daniel Tiger and, and uh, 
What's the sh- baby shark? Like she do the whole. You, you, you got to lot. I tried got to kids. hide no. myself. That song was driving me. No. I was like, I don't know how parents are doing she it. Do it. You got to see the response from the kids though. Like, okay, I was like, let me whole... lift up my friends with families oh, up because I She be doing the whole, and she she wants so to do it is just like, oh my god, look at this girl doing this baby shark thing. <laughs> like, you gotta like. You're a proud parent. Proud you and your parent. wife be like, get yeah, it, baby, do it. it. She be now she no rhythm yet, so she be bouncing to the. Oh, right. the rhythm. Man. Like, man, that's that's my energy, you know? That's good. And I think that's a lot of people. And don't get me wrong. Like, I love to travel. Well, yeah. We'll see. I'm trying know, to play right? the game in the play sense the of hopefully yep. it then becomes a voucher situation. So they're just like, we'll honor it. That's sad to say. I'm looking at Hopper like, if I play this correctly. Me too, though. Me too. I can actually get some bomb trips. I'm not trying to leave today. I'm trying to. I got four. And that's what, you know, I used to travel. So travel was my thing. But I got, you know, I got four people in the house. So I got to pay for four tickets. And so I'm like. Then four, like room and board. Room and board. All the food y'all got They be smacked. So it's like, all right, I'll play this Corona game and buy some tickets for 83. That's turned into my stock market. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, so I can do Denver in May. (laughs) I was like, and then if I just want to hop over to LA real quick, if we're not on whole country quarantine. I'm talking about Spain. I'm trying to gauge. I'm like, all right, Italy get better first. (laughs) And we can go ahead. That's a whole nother conversation because I've been looking at like other countries and their response to it. But again, Common sense, common sense is not common to everyone. Oh, don't be sneezing. Don't be sneezing. Sneeze cover your mouth. You feel you sick. Don't 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 come out. You know. Stay. Oh, I, I will say this though, and even I'm slightly off topic, but that's the thing. Like as much as I love a good joke, I love a good kiki. These memes have been taking me out, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like. The very people, though, who are truly going to be adversely affected by this is our parents and our grandparents. It's baby boomers and those that are the generation before them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, y'all, like these are fun jokes, but case in point in Italy, they aren't even testing the vaccine. Like if you are 80 and above and already have predis- two predisposed conditions, you're not getting help. They're basically uh, like, writing it off. This is a wash. Huh. So it's like, it's not a game. Like, in terms of that, like, and also to our medical professions, if they get exposed to it, now you got doctor. There's a doctor short. Like, you have health professionals now that have to sit down for 14 days. So it is something, like, yes, I love a good joke, but let's also think about, like, the seriousness yeah, of it, yeah, you know, 100%. too. It's, it's, a a it's a pandemic. Like, I feel like I'm living in World War Z. Um, so wrapping it up, though. When it comes down to like some of your goals that you have for yourself personally, professionally this year, ultimately where you see rework training going, I am going to. Oh, you did it. That was it. That was smooth. Okay, fine. Fine. I'm going to accept that. (laughs) But we're going to say that like five times fast. Maybe I need to get my teeth. No, you can't. You can't do it. Rework, rework, rework. It'll start to. (laughs) You did. You definitely tried it. I tried it. He was like, nah, we just going to say it a couple times. One time. time, Gotcha. RE training. RE work training. Like, you just. It just. Make it work for you. Not even found versions. <laughs> How can we switch this up? Branding everywhere. It's like, are you work training? Are exactly. You work Speaking of branding, yeah. I got a cup. You know. I got some cute shades. I got a little notepad. I got a t-shirt. You know I love a good t-shirt, y'all. Shout out. This is a collab. That's a, so busy life is a... So I'm all about collaborations, man. Everybody can eat. So I like make it a point to find like people of color that have like businesses and they got to be quality. And I'm like, oh. I'll definitely put you. I yeah. know. A ton of, yeah. You know? A ton of people doing I'm dope quick. stuff. So, so you're like, man, swag and a heartbeat. Like, you got, you do print press. Like, I'll use you. 
you 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 feed folks. I use you. You do a little drink thing. Come on, like I'll be trying to use everybody. Okay, that's super. Yep. See, we all can eat. Synergy. We get all. We can sit at a table. I'm here for it. But yeah, so what are some? Speaking of that, like, what are some of the things that, like, professionally, personally, you see yourself accomplishing? Man, so I'm trying. I'm trying to blow this thing up. So we are only in Chicago right now. To date, we've only uh, I don't say only right. We only have helped 150 people as far as salary. We've only helped. I know. I know. Like. but I, I think of like some of the bigger competitors in my space. They 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 helping a lot of people, right? But only 150 people. We've only gotten six million dollars in salaries for the people that we've helped, right? A little bit over six million in salaries for the folks we help. And so I need to do more of that. I need to. I'm trying to like. I do not like the way nonprofits and workforce development work the way they currently work. I'm trying to like flip that on his head and Let so uh they're on notice business. too they're like look they're on notice this is the notice let me stay out grown folks business i'm just a messenger that's the goal like to, to flip the, the non-profit workforce development space on his head and then like just it's personal goals so I, I read a book in a half a month right now i'm trying to do like two a month two books a month two books a month just okay I feel are like you a traditional reader or are you a kindle person uh, I'm a traditional reader. Okay, so cool. I, yeah, I need I need a page to turn. I need to yeah. dog eardness after a while. I um my learning stuff. So I need the book and I need the audio for me to get it. So I'm like, I got okay. the book. I'm listening to the audio. I turn the speed up to like 2.0, and I'm just like with a pen and just like underlining the key points. May write it down, but yeah, that's my, my that's my jam. Okay, cool. Yeah. But no, that's amazing. I'm. So happy that I actually finally, because like I said, we always see each other different professional yeah. things. And I'm like, we be moving, but I'm so happy that I finally got the opportunity to have this conversation with you. I was honored. You hit me up and I was like, what? Like, what? That makes like, you feel good. People think like, I'm reputable. Yeah. Yes. Like, okay. Like, I'm going to be on the show. Like, yes. So now like all your people are like, when? I want to come off. Well, you know, April's open. We'll see what, what? it looks like. <laughs> But no, I would definitely, um, if there's any way that I can support, any way, you know, that I can help spread the word, I think it is, it's beyond admirable. It is a, a gross issue within any industry. I don't care if it's education, tech, culinary. Yeah. We definitely need more tr- actual diversity and include, and the retention, right? Yeah. You can get all the bodies you want in there. If you can't retain the talent then you still have a gaping problem within your your network. So the fact that you all are attacking these, you know, issues and let's hurry up and get him to the space where his Twitter fingers can fly Bro. because I got the story. So I'm like, so you can just go ahead and post that and you know, go Please. for what you know, brother. And then don't be stingy. Like hit the I'm a nonprofit so people gotta donate sometimes. Oh yeah. Also yeah. cash dollars Blooms, uh, any viral app that you would like to use, or I say virtual app that you would like to use, go for it. Can I drop a stat? Oh, yeah, tell it. So, so we're really responsible about how we spend money. And so, like, if you donate one dollar, that turns into seven dollars of somebody's salary. That's like our ratio. One dollar in, seven dollars out. So, so come on, hit, hit, you know. You know, math has never been my best friend, but that sounded real educated. Yeah, so that's how like somebody on, did they research. Come on, come on. So let's go ahead and help him flip these money, this money. Um, but no, thank you again for coming thank on. You. I will see you guys next week with another amazing episode of Joy Has Questions. Bye. Hey, 
everybody. Um, I know we are living in extremely uh, uncharted territory here. And with this quarantine taking effect on week a million and five, I know it seems like it will never end. I really want this week's motivational message um, to be very short and sweet. And that is protect yourself, protect your peace of mind. Um, I think we are you know, more than ever being forced to slow down and really take stock of what is truly important, what really matters the most. I think now is a time to really gather your loved ones to you, to really think about what are those dreams that you are sitting on? What are those goals, those aspirations that you may not have been fulfilling due to maybe it was a job, maybe it was, you know, relationship, maybe it was, you know, always needing to go out. Use this time, this silence to really take stock of what makes you happy and to truly think about the impact that you want to leave on this world. I know uh, people are probably having cabin fever, like nobody's business i'm not even necessarily outside person and i'm just like woo child i cannot wait to see the sun but when it's all said and done and when we are you know running back at it full steam ahead in our regular days and our regular lives let's remember this time as being something where we really were forced to think about what is a priority for us and what matters most i don't want us to to sit here and regret this opportunity and for it to be something that we didn't fully take advantage of, despite the fact of all the news coverage and the stress and everything that's going on. I hope everyone is staying safe. I'm praying that everyone's loved ones are, you know, being covered both physically and mentally. And definitely let's really try and have an inhale and exhale about what matters most to us and how we can come together during this time so that once we're on the other side of this pandemic, we can go about our lives in a more meaningful and impactful manner. Love you all and talk to you all next week.